Thanks for downloading episode 79 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. down the line looking for the run of Dylan Conlin the defenders missed that and Dylan's got some space to run into here down the right hand side slips it on the edge of the box where Arthur Nahu is going to maybe try and work it onto his drive on the byline gets the ball across the face of the yard box it falls for Adam Mayer who puts it into the back of the net and Mort can take a very very early lead here inside the third minute and it's Adam Mayer's first senior goal for Morecambe an initial slip down the right hand side let Dylan Connolly in he fed it into the path of Arthur Nahua uh, couldn't quite get a shot away but he could drag it back from the byline and at the back post as Harrogate didn't clear their lines there was Adam Mayer to stab it in from close range for his first goal in a Morecambe shirt in the first team to make it after three minutes Harrogate Town nil Morecambe won Ryan Delaney who can clear that up towards the left-hand side. I think he was looking there for Adam Mayer, who's got a decent turn of pace on him now, and did well to nip the ball off him, and Kieran Phillips might find himself in the penalty area here. Kieran Phillips dinks the ball over the keeper. In fact, I think Mark Oxley got a good hand on that, and that could have been easily 2-0 for the Shrimps. Weir, slide draw pass into the feet of Arthur Nahur, who drills it towards the near post, and that's a smart turnaround for a corner by the Harrogate keeper, Mark Oxley. Finn O'Boyle once more, just trying to go around Liam Gibson, who was having none of it. Gibbo into the path of the Morecambe man, but he's dispossessed. Ball on the edge of the area. Here comes Daly. Super neat feet from Daly. Gets the shot away as well. It might fall on the far post for Frost, who gets the ball in. Adam Smith is a bit out of position. Here's the shot from Zimps in the back of the net for 1 1. And Morecambe can probably question their defending there because that goal has come pretty much out of nothing, really. There wasn't anything really on down the right hand side, but Matty Daly dancing his way past a couple of challenges on the edge of the Morecambe penalty area his shot was just deflected up in the air Adam Smith came to collect it at the back post didn't get near it it was played back into the mix and forced home at the second time of asking and after 28 minutes Harrogate against the run of play have equalised and he's made it Harrogate won Morecambe won goal kick taken flicked forward again by Morecambe and then that's a lovely flick over the top by Dylan Connolly Black stays down Kieran Phillips goes round the keeper should make it 2-1 and he hasn't I thought the net was going to bustle there for all money lovely ball up and over the top first time flick from Dylan Connolly and that's the second time tonight that Kieran Phillips is away he took it round the goalkeeper Oxley angle was a bit tight probably still should have scored but Harrick had a couple of men back on the line and they managed just to get the ball behind for a corner that was a great chance and Kieran Phillips probably should have scored following out towards this left hand side ball comes across cleared partially by Jacob Adeo only as far as Daly who tries to get it onto his left foot Finno Ball tries to keep it alive Follerin should have made it 2-1 to Harrogate 10 yards out only the keeper to beat and he's blazed it over the crossbar Morecambe just managed to push Harrogate Town back Thompson ball on the edge of the area Badeau in his way does really well to skip away from a couple of tackles and Jacob Badeau might find himself in nosebleed territory here and that's a lovely ball Black stays down Kieran Phillips with it tries to well he, he neither took the ball around the keeper or had a shot there and that's three one-on-ones now that Kieran Phillips has made a bit of a mess of he'd be disappointed with that but in fairness Mark Oxley the 
Oxford United keeper was off his line very smartly to block the ball away into the feet now of Thompson who tries to fit it in field that one blocked by Anthony O'Connor Adam Mayer's getting on his bike here if AOC can find him and that's a lovely ball Adam Mayer is bearing down on goal could be the hero here for the Shrimps that's a good first save from the keeper and then it's headed into the back of the net is it? No it's off the crossbar from Kieran Phillips I thought he'd won it there for the Shrimps great breakaway Cooney with a long long throw headed away by Miles Welsh Hayes kept alive in the penalty area by Badoka is it going to fall on the left foot of Adam Mayer it did fall on the left foot of Adam Mayer as well and he couldn't keep his half volley down they do get it into the mixer towards the back post it's a free header and Harrogate Town have won it right at the death corner came in from Richards and it's Miles Welsh Hayes with a header three yards out he was completely unmarked and he's buried it past Adam Smith and we won't be going to penalties after all because Harrogate Town have turned things around here at the Environment Stadium a late, late six minutes into stoppage time corner from Richards on the left-hand side deep towards the back post and it's headed in by Miles Welsh Hayes to make it Harrogate Town 2, Morecambe 1 Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. I think it's the first time that uh, the football club has progressed and uh, we've done that tonight. Disappointing to how the game finished. Um, we should have been ahead by a greater margin with the chances that we created in the game. You know, it's we've hit the bar, We've goalkeepers had one and one saves uh, from us and uh, the game should have been out of sight. But uh, when you don't take your chances, uh, and that's what's been... Uh, you know, a lot uh, this season, but uh, in the end, we're through to the next round. On any other day, you could have been through up in 15 minutes, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, we started the game very well. You know, we passed it quickly. We got into, you know, very good areas. And uh, I think that, um, you know, the way we played was was good. But you've got to, you know, add to that. And uh, we didn't add to the tally. And it always gives um, Harrogate a chance. We give the ball away in midfield. That's how they get the first opportunity. They don't trouble us. And uh, we try to turn on the ball and uh, give the ball away. They score, and then the last one of the last, you know, injury time, um, we've got to do better man for man marking, and, and uh, you know, take the ball in the sky. Young Kieran Phillips did everything tonight, bar get a goal. Exactly, but uh, his job is to get goals, and uh, I'm afraid when you don't score, then um, same as a goalkeeper's the one that's got to, to make saves. And when you make mistakes or you don't score, then uh, you've got to look at how you could do that better the next time. You had a lot of possession in those early stages, but as you said, didn't take the chances. And then Harrogate grew into it, didn't they? They did. They, they grew in confidence from the fact that um, they got a goal back, and uh, you know that was hugely disappointing. But. Uh, you know they weren't in the game. You know for the start we controlled really large spells in the game and uh, you know had you know good opportunities. You made a raft of changes midway through the second half. Was that always the game plan? It was just about giving freshness uh, to the players and uh, trying to. You know some of the ones have played you know many games and uh, it was always a plan to to change things up. And you made no bones about the fact that it was important to get through this group purely financially. Yeah, I mean, financially for the football club, it's, it's vitally important and, uh, you know, we're already stressed where we are and, uh, you know, tonight uh, is about progression and uh, about, uh, you know, adding money uh, to the coffers. Back to the bread and butter Saturday and a tough one against Barnsley. Yeah, they're all tough, you know, um, you look at... Uh, the next round of fixtures, they're, they're all extremely tough, and uh, you know it's uh, we've got Sheffield Wednesday uh, away uh, in the FA Cup as well. So there's no easy games. 
at least that might provide a source of revenue. There'll surely should be a big crowd there. Yeah, I mean, there should be. Uh, it is FA Cup. It depends on, you know, the amount of t- season ticket holders that do attend the game. But, uh, you know, for us, um, it, it is vital that, um, you know, we do get income. Very early after the finish. Is it a clean bill of health in there? I think it is, yeah. I think everybody's come through it well. Um, Shane McLaughlin took a few kicks, but uh, other than that, uh, everybody else seems good. And that's important because of the size of your squad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we had only five substitutes tonight and uh, it's... Uh, not easy because you can't make as many changes but uh, you know from our point of view uh, it's difficult because we don't have the biggest squad Adam you threw and that was the important thing tonight yeah well that's, that's the positives out of, out of the game but it's a difficult way to, to lose the game there but I'm happy I've, I've got my first goal and we're through to the next round so keep um, hopefully we can get through the next rounds as well you came out of the traps and you scored within a couple of minutes. Talk us through it. Um, it was, it just, the ball came across and it just, it happened proper, just quickly. Uh, I think it was Arthur, it missed the ball and then it just bounced to me. Perfect, me to hit the first time and hopefully uh, hit the back of the net, yeah. And what about the feeling when it did? Yeah, I was made up, yeah. But, uh, I was just hoping that I could go and get another one. Where I thought I thought I was going to get another one. It was a similar situation here, but I put it just over the bar. And then you'd be claiming an assist, or you would have been oh, if yeah. if Kieran hadn't smacked the, the crossbar with the header. Yeah, it was as as soon as that happened. You just you knew not much was going for us that day. We had we had a few chances where we could have scored, but just nothing nothing was going in for us. The bittersweet bit was losing the game right at the death, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It, obviously, it's, it's disappointing, but as you said, through to the next round, so that's all that matters. It is, and I think it's a clean bill of health, uh, and it's back to league action on Saturday. Yeah, well, hope, hopefully uh, I've shown the gaffer what, what I'm capable of today, and I can get a few more minutes in the league. When did you know you were starting tonight? In training yesterday, we were doing... Um, we were just doing match prep and the starting eleven went and done a few set pieces and things and he named me with the starting eleven and I was I was made up. And what were the gaffer's instructions for you before you ran out tonight? Just whenever you get the ball, just be positive. Just get crosses in the box and obviously scored early on, so I think I've done alright. How many out of ten are you giving yourself? I'll say, I'll say six or seven because the result. Six or seven. I'm, I'm saying seven nearer to eight. Yeah. Scored one. Put one on a plate for your mate. Not your fault it didn't go in. So yeah. good night all round. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm proud with uh, how I've played and I think, I think I've done well and I've, I've shown what, what I can do. So just uh, hopefully see what the, the future in the league. And it's money for the club but also valuable minutes and development time for you. Yeah, well, the club in January, it, as you said, it's, it helps them be able to bring players in and get money into the club, so see, see what happens and keep getting through, keep getting through the rounds and bring more in for the club. And finally, I bet it was a funny feeling in that dressing room. You've lost the game, but you've won through. Didn't know whether to laugh or cry. 
Yeah, no, yeah, all, all, all the lads were, were still disappointed, obviously, because because the way we've lost the game, but we're through, so that's, that's, that's all that matters. So as you might uh, know, Shrimps fans, Ryan Daly, the head of media and communications at uh, Morecambe, left the pastors new a few weeks ago. He's now part of the media team at Manchester City, of all places, and we wish Ryan all the best, of course. Ryan will be back from time to time during the season as a co-guest commentary on Shrimps Live, and I'm sure that's not the last we've seen of him. But, of course, Ryan has been replaced after a, a very long and exhaustive uh, recruitment process, and uh, we are delighted that Harry Lyons is joining the club as the brand-new head of media and communications. And uh, Harry, tell us a bit about yourself. Firstly, you are coming from the media team at Blackpool. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. Uh, yeah, come from the media team at Blackpool. Spent three uh, three years there um, from uh, League One. Uh, obviously, the COVID era, and then uh, we gained promotion the, the day before Morecambe did uh, at Wembley. So, yeah, three really exciting years. We've seen the club grow uh, and expand after the, the sort of previous ownership and everything that happened in there and we've gained the fan base back and, and grown the fan base uh, even larger so it's been a really I think successful three years that we've had. That weekend over the bank holiday nearly two years ago now it was uh, quite the weekend for Lancashire wasn't it with uh, obviously Morecambe and then Blackpool both going up uh, on the same weekend. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, that, that, I mean, that for me, when Blackpool got promoted at Wembley, will be a sort of a, a, a shining moment of, of my career. Um, it was absolutely brilliant. You know, uh, it was really quite an intense period for all the staff at the football club, as I'm sure it was at Morecambe as well. You know, when you get into the playoffs, everything focuses on the semi-finals and the final. Um, and to for the players to have, to have managed to achieve what they set out to do at the start of the season uh, at Wembley, you know, the home of sort of English football, was a was a really special day for everyone. There's no better feeling than going up through the playoffs I don't think and it was a lovely red hot sunny weekend as well wasn't it which made it all the special so you've had some experience in League One and uh, you've been slumming it in the championship and you're now back to League One so why have you left Blackpool to come to Morecambe? Well for, for me for a start I don't think the division side of things really matters um, but uh, definitely I've, I've come here you know I've like I said spent three years at Blackpool in part of the media team and I wanted to, to sort of chance my arm if you like as a number one um, learned from uh, I've got a great manager at Blackpool learned from him uh, a lot of things um, and I feel like I'm ready now to take that step up as a number one obviously working with uh, Matt Smith here as well who's been here for a good number of years really really uh, I've heard nothing but good things about him um, spoken to him a few times and really looking forward to working with him and everyone here at Morecambe now and Stuart Hudson at Blackpool you refer to those but he's been there older than yeah. time he knows everything there is to know about football media inside and out so you've got a good grounding I suppose in that respect and I suppose from a fan's point of view they hope that you're going to carry on the good work that Ryan and Matt have done over the last season in a bit so tell us a bit if you can Harry about some of your ideas and your philosophy of how football media should work. Yeah well like, like to switch on there Dave I think Ryan was in post for just over a year uh, and took the, the media uh, and comes along with Matt uh, at the foot club to another level and it's my job now to try and uh, escalate that even further if we can uh, like I say working with, uh, with Matt who uh, I know is, is uh, very good at his job and, and knows what he's talking about so yeah just in case of uh, ground, setting myself first and, and seeing how the land lies um, but definitely just trying to expand the media coverage even more try and get uh, local broadcasters such as yourselves you know even more involved with the club if we can just get sort of uh, more coverage elsewhere the, the, the club side of things is obviously really important social media everything like that but I, I, I made it clear to, to Ben uh, in my uh, in my interview process that I feel like one of the things that hopefully I can bring to, to Morecambe is try and um, improve the coverage elsewhere outside the club to, to sort of give another voice of Morecambe Football Club which is what I'll hopefully try and do while I'm in post. Now it seems to me as if the modern way with football fans is they want 
tomorrow's news yesterday. Yeah. Give us a bit of a flavour of, of how you how, how you translate that into the coverage that the club put out. It's tough, like you say. I mean, social media is just taking it on to, to a whole new level, obviously. Um, people want news straight away, don't they? And I think social media plays a major, major part in that. It's up to us to look at the social media channels, where we can improve, whether that's with video content, whether that's with better images, whether that's with better graphics. We want to try and engage with supporters as much as we can and give them the news that they want. Um, of course, everything that we do is dictated by what happens on the pitch. Um, but definitely, you know, I, I feel like the good work that's already started, I can hopefully take to the next level when I'm here. And of course, Matt Rushton used to be at Morecambe. You all have worked with Matt at Bloomfield Road over the last couple of years as well. He's, he's arguably the best in the business when it comes to video content creation. So high standards in that regard, I suppose. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I worked with Matt for 18 months at Blackpool. I know he was here at Morecambe for nigh on 10 years. and. Um, really, really well respected. He's an absolutely fantastic guy. Get on the mat so, so well. And his video content for me is the best in, in, the, in the football league, in, in the Premier League. I really do believe that. He's a one-man band, but some of the work that he puts out, I think teams of five and six can't do. He, he's fantastic at what he does, really unique. And from a content creation point of view, I'd like to think I've learned a little bit from him over the past 18 months. And hopefully I can bring uh, elements of that here to Morecambe. So we're looking forward to the glamour side of it as well, Harry, I suppose getting back from Cheltenham next week you'll have been in the job a day when we go to Cheltenham next Tuesday we'll get back about what half two in the morning back in the office on Wednesday morning at 9am doing coffee and writing stuff at motorway service stations 10 o'clock on a Saturday night it's all glamour isn't it <laughs> it's all glamour listen we love it don't we if you didn't love doing what you did yeah. in this then you know you'd be in the wrong job um it's crazy when you when you picture it like that. Of course it is, but uh, I absolutely love it. Live off it. I think my uh, my girlfriend sometimes shouts at me because I probably am a little bit too committed at times, and I do love it too much. But like I say, you know, hopefully that can come across in the work that we produce uh, while, while I'm posted at Morecambe. I think as we allude to, final question, Harry. This is it, it's the fans want content, 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 content. It almost becomes if you're not careful an all-consuming. 24-7 role but you've got to be I suppose stay focused we, we had a phrase in the media team at Blackpool where content is king and that really is the key and Matt Rushton there is a big part of that making sure that fans are engaged as possible with, with the football club and uh, yeah it's, it's crucial really and hopefully uh, at Morecambe over the course of the next few months supporters will start to see uh, us build on the great work that's already been produced we're looking forward to working together, Harry, over the next weeks and months and uh, hopefully carrying on the great work that uh, Ryan and Matt have done over the uh, last season and a bit really excited about what's ahead. What's Thanks, Dave. Really looking forward to it. Cheers. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks for your downloads and your ears as ever. All episodes, of course, available on Apple, Google and Spotify or via our website at beyondradio.co.uk. Click on the podcast section or via the usual platforms if you simply search for the Shrimps Verdict. So onwards then to another huge game this coming weekend. Barnsley, the visitors in League One. And surely at some point we have to rack up our first home league victory of the season. We've got a good chance of doing it if we can channel the first half against Ipswich. Uh, certainly not the second half against Burton Albion, but if we can play more like the first half against Ipswich, uh, we might just have a chance uh, 
ahead of the game if uh, you missed it as part of the Burton Albion podcast at the weekend another chance now to hear a preview of that match uh, with Carlo van der Watering he is one of the presenters of the Reds Report a Barnsley fans podcast uh, simply search for the Reds Report unusual places social media feeds as well get lots more information about the Tykes ahead of our game this weekend uh, Carlo a massive Barnsley fan followed the team for many years through good times and bad and the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Michael Duff's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. So, Carlo, thanks for jumping on our podcast. Really appreciate your time. Before we get on to matters between the two teams, give us the sales pitch and everything we need to know about the Reds report. Uh, So, Reds report. uh, I'm in my ninth year, as you can tell, face face for radio and podcast mainly. Um, We started off on... uh, YMCA Radio Barnsley with a bandwidth of 50 listeners. Um, and when the club got involved, we reached that 50 listeners every single week. So we've gone from internet station to regional. We were at one point the club's official podcast. And then uh, ever since lockdown, really, uh, we have a weekly podcast. We get together three presenters and we chew the fat over how Barnsley are doing. Uh, last season, we were sponsored by the Samaritans because it was a shocking season um, with... Well, it was just horrific. Uh, but things are looking up. Uh, we're far more positive this season under the new head coach. Some decent buys, lots of free agents that have come in. And uh, yeah, and it's very much, I always say to people, if you listen to the Reds report, it's a bit like three blogs sat in the pub talking about football. Uh, nothing official, no filters. We just say it how we feel it is. And uh, that seems to be appealing because nine years and going strong still. And that's great, I suppose, Carlo, isn't it? Because if you're not corporate, you're not tied into the club. I know you used to have that connection directly with the club, but uh, despite that, having listened back to a number of your episodes, you do tell it like it is, don't you? If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, you say so. Well, our slogan was always by the fans, for the fans. You know, we're all Barnsley Football Club. We're fans and we have been for many, many years. And I think, especially last season, when... Week after week, you're being absolutely, you know, played off the pitch. It's no use saying that someone saw a really good match and there are things that are positive because it was shocking. And 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 if it, you lose credibility if you start then thinking, oh, you know, I, I have to have the club on time. We like the club, the club like us, um, and the club know that we're just really honest. So, you know, when things are going really well, we are very positive because fans are positive when they walk into a well or, or they follow us home or away. When things are not going well, I think it's only fair to say, you know, why is it not going well? And we don't like people coming on saying, oh, the play's shocking. Well, why did the play shock? Well, just shocking. We like to go a little bit in, like, why is this not working? Is it formation? So um, it gives you that freedom, doesn't it? And I think that's what makes it an enjoyable recording week after week. So let's talk about last season then, uh, if we may to, to kick things off. Carlo, not great. You've had a couple of great seasons. You've had highs and lows over the last few years, haven't you? But yeah. it didn't go to plan in the championship last season, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> no, not putting it mildly. Yeah, the appointment. So we finished fifth the season before. We got to the playoffs, lost out of the playoffs. Uh, Valerian Isabel got scouted and he went to West Brom and Marcus Shop was appointed. Now, um, we, we'd never heard of him. And um, I think it was end of October, he was, uh, he was let go because we had no identity. Barnsley got known... Um, for an, an attacking style of football, a high press, a high intensity, and everything was just lost. 
you'll have to forgive the budgies in the background. I've, I've put a blanket over them, but if you can hear them, I apologise. Uh, it's not all well. Um, and then um, they appointed uh, Asbagi, Poyer Asbagi, who was the Swedish under-21s, thinking, you know, it's all going to be okay. And to be fair, it, it, got, it got worse. In one of the interviews when we lost, um, one of them said, we need to be better at losing. As a football fan, that's not, and I know what he meant. He meant we need to take it to heart and come back stronger. Yeah. But then you need to say that. You don't say to Basley fans, we need to get better at losing. So, <laughs> overhaul in the summer, uh, some board changes, because it's important to mention that one person that was on the board uh, became interim CEO. He bought a couple of players from Belgium. Between them, they had three appearances in one year, and both were subbed uh, because they were just shocking on high wages as well. Um, changes at board level. We were previously owned by a local businessman, Patrick Krein, who passed away a few years ago. His widow is now back on board uh, because she felt that the bond or the relationship between the fans and the club needed to be stronger, needed to be better. And, and in fairness, the club have, have done that. Um, but it's all changed since the appointment of Michael Duff. Uh, Michael Duff's come on board and, you know, he, he had his work cut out and um, what we're now seeing is a Barnsley that we recognise as players that we want to see and, and, and the manner in which they play. The press is back, the high intensity is back. Having each other's back is, is back. And, and, you know, we had a shocking performance against Exeter on, on Saturday, um, you know, losing at home. We were 1-0 down, I think it was 40 seconds. And that take nothing away from Exeter, but we were just so, so bad. But then it's really refreshing to hear your head coach come out and say, that was shocking. And I leave him in the dressing room for five minutes to have it out. Um, it's not one person's fault. This is a collective. This is a team. And we win together and we lose together. So um, Michael Duff has, um, it, it is work in progress, but we, we've got it like a DNA again. I, I can come on podcast and say, this is what you can expect from Barnsley. And I think that's really important because I think that's how you win games and that's how you sort of survive in this division by having a, a particular style of play that we stick to no matter what. Now, it sounds to me, Carlo, as if you have um, evolved and, and developed significantly over the last few years. Last time I was at Oakwell uh, was actually uh, the game against Fleetwood, the infamous Joey Barton, Daniel Stendhal game. Yeah. Uh, that was my last time. At Oakwell. So since then, uh, that was only a couple of years ago, of course, yeah, a lot has happened. A heck of a lot has happened. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it all started with Daniel Stendhal, to be fair, when they when they brought him in because he, he brought that press in, that giga press, that high intensity. And um, he then was put on garden leave and, and mysterious sort of left. Um, the, uh, uh, Schuber, Schuber came. Um, we did pretty well, you know, we had the season where we, we survived in the last kick of the game against Brentford away during lockdown um, and then Struber went to Red Bull New York I believe it was, and then Valerian Ismail came in and oh, everything was fantastic, wasn't it? Ismail was like the hero and, you know, he was the kind of manager that um, I think his, his man management was just second to none, he got 150% out of every single player so we were on a high. Things were going well. And, 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 and the owners were sort of like a bit bullshit, as if they see our recruitment of head coaches. You didn't like foreign fans, but look at Shop, look at Stendhal, look at Vlian Ismail. Um, that's when the egg came onto the face because Marcus Shop and Poyeras Bargi undid any good work that was done over the seasons before. But, but granted, you know, obviously they've, 
what you want, I suppose, as a fan, when things go wrong in the club, you want them to learn from the mistakes. And I think that's what they've done. Uh, because League One is not, and I mean, we say this about every league, but it's a very, very difficult league. And over the years, there, is, there are teams in the, uh, um, you know, if you, if you, if you look at, uh, well, neighbours, that massive Sheffield Wednesday, as they like to call themselves, you know, you look at Porto, you've got other teams. And it's not an easy, it, it's not an easy, and nobody runs away with it. There are some teams that are doing really well. So we needed a, a coach or a head coach or a manager that, that knows this division and knows how to get the best out of his players. And despite the fire sale because of relegation, you know, the players they've brought in have really, I suppose each and every single one, have contributed in some way to the, you know, to the league position that, that, that we've got at the moment. And, and huge credit to the players, to the coach, but supposed to the board as well for seeing the error of the ways and, and, and going back to a, a method that's that's proving to work. So you've not had a bad start to the season by any stretch. Not not, not tore up any trees particularly, but uh, at around about the quarter point of the League One campaign, so far so good. Yeah, we've had a and and, and it's really strange because it it tends, tends our away form's been all right. The first match of the season, you know, Plymouth away, we lost one nil, but we've since been away at Ipswich, which was a draw. Um, that massive club in, in, in Sheffield that only play on a Wednesday and we went away there uh, we beat them 2-0 at home so we've we've had some difficult uh, away matches the home form is is a little bit up and down um, but I'm sure that will be addressed but yeah I suppose listen if you'd have asked any Barnsley fan 12 matches in your fifth they'd have taken it they'd have taken it definitely so yeah in that respect um and despite the loss and the non-performance against Exeter, um, you know, to still be fifth is um, is, 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 is decent and something to build on, isn't it? Now, a lot of Morecambe fans, Carlo, will be very familiar with the way Michael Duff plays. We had some uh, good games against Cheltenham in the last couple of seasons, both in League Two and last season in League One as well. But uh, how are you lining up this season? To give us everything we need to know about uh, players, formations of a Michael Duff Barnsley side. Um, so we, we, we've had in the last week a couple of injuries. So Luke Thomas, who was on loan at Bristol Rovers last season, um, he broke his leg. He's out for four months. And Conor McCarthy, who mainly off the bench, uh, but could play anywhere along the back three, um, he's he's out for the season. So a couple of long-term injuries early in the season, which, which is not great. Uh, Brett Collins, goalkeeper, uh, number one last season, Reliable, dependable. Every once, every five, six matches, maybe a moment where you think, oh, shouldn't have done that. But um, yeah, very good keeper, very good pedigree. Um, it tends to be a, like a 3-4-2-1 kind of formation. So the back three, Liam Kitchen, Matt Sanderson. Matt Sanderson's been a Barnsley few seasons now. Uh, Anderson is the captain. Cool, Danish, uh, no-nonsense type of defender. Uh, Liam Kitchen, uh, at Barnsley a couple of seasons as well likes to go forward and at times that can cause a little bit of a problem as the opposition breaks really really quickly um, and then at the back uh, last match uh, Ruby Cundy um, now all the players we've brought in in the summer have all been free agents Ruby Cundy being one of those it's all about the midfield because if uh, the way Barnsley play so we, we, we like to keep opposition team in their own sort of in, in their own half. And, and a lot of us is expected of our, of our midfield. Um, Jordan Williams um, has been playing sort of right back for quite some time. Some people um, sort of querying because there's no real competition in, in that place at the moment. And going forward, absolutely fantastic. 
in possession, three at the back, uh, you know, when we're defending, it, it becomes a five. The two central midfielders is where where Barsley, that, it happens from there. That's the engine room. Um, against Exeter, that was Josh Benson and Herbie Kane. Uh, now, Josh Benson um, joined us uh, last season. He went injured, COVID, so it was a stop-start sort of season for him. But you know, came from Preston, and and we thought, you know, he 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 would he would find his level, but he never really got started last season. Um, scored a couple of wonder goals so far this season, which is good. Herbie Kane, Liverpool youngsters, did really well, didn't he? Went on loan to Doncaster, and they, they did really really well there. Um, again, uh, stop start, not a regular sort of starter, but um, I think a lot of Barnsley fans feel that this is probably the level for him to really sort of get going again almost. Um, and when he's on it, he, he, can, he, he, he can literally, um, he can direct the midfield without even moving because he's got everything in his locker. It's just a question of, of getting it out of him. And then on the left, we had uh, Nicky Cadden who played there. Now, um, a bit of a shortage. We expected strikers to be signed towards the end of the transfer window. That didn't happen. So Jack Aitchinson and Devante Cole played behind James Norwood on Saturday. Um, James Norwood was substituted in the first half. He's not really, I don't think he's done 90 minutes as yet. Um, Devante Cole, second spell at the club, uh, son of Andy Cole, Man United, um, rescued him from Scotland where he sort of did okay, but. Mm, uh, top scorer so far for us this season, and and I suppose you could say is, is in form. Uh, didn't didn't score on uh, on, on Saturday, but um, the link up play between him, uh, Jack Aitchinson, and James Norwood is is, is really really good. Um, it's worthwhile mentioning that we had the pizza trophy yesterday. I always forget the name of it, and I know all the outlets are available. Um, and we played local neighbours uh, Doncaster uh, last night. And um, it was mainly sort of like the fringe players that, that started for Barnsley and a lot of academy youngsters. Um, youngest one who scored two goals yesterday being 16 years old. It's worth all mentioning that we got Josh Martin on loan from Norwich. He started yesterday, he scored two goals. And I would presume that he could possibly come in for maybe Herbie Kane or, or in the place of Nicky Cadden because he played amazing. I think he had one assist, two goals. So he, I, I think he's uh, he, he he did nothing wrong, and, and will have put his name onto the uh, onto the manager's uh, notepad, ready for Saturday. And I think yesterday he he showed what he's capable of. So I think you know those players from those will be a starting eleven definitely. Now, one player, Carlo, which we're looking forward to uh, welcoming back to the Mazuma. He's not featured too much for you so far, is Adam Phillips. He had a really successful couple of loan spells with Morecambe. I think a lot of Morecambe fans, myself included, would have loved to have kept him, loved to have signed him on a permanent deal. But uh, how is Adam Phillips doing for you so far? Um, stop start, a couple of substitute appearances. Started yesterday and actually did really, really well. So I think for um, Phillips... Um, for Martin yesterday was very much about showing um, Michael Duff that, you know, they, they deserve to be included. If it's not a starting place, to definitely be, be on the bench. And I think it's what we needed as well, because we've still got a lot of young players and somebody like a Phillips, it's, it's um, it, the experience at this level is... You, you, you can't put a value on it because sometimes you get players like a Josh Martin coming from Norwich and, and we've seen him, we've seen him in loan spells, not with Barnsley, but against us. And you think, wow, look at that. But 
players don't always get the time or the space to be that, you know, to have that technique on the ball and go past three or four. So um, I would expect Phillips to be definitely in the squad. Whether he'll start is a different matter, but a very astute signing from uh, from Michael Duff. Absolutely. And um, Adam, you look at his, his career statistics, he's already got well over, I think, 100 appearances in across League One in, in, in League and Cup. So, uh, and, and League Two, of course, on loan at Morecambe. So a, a very handy player to have. Looking forward to welcoming Adam back into the fray. So you look at a team like Morecambe then, Carlo, you think we've come down from the Championship. Morecambe stayed up by the skin of their teeth last season. As we record this conversation now we are bottom rock bottom of the table just the one win hopefully by the time people listen to this we've beaten Burton Albion on Saturday and we've climbed off the bottom uh, but you look at a team like Morecambe if I can put that into inverted commas it, it's not going to be as easy as perhaps it looks on paper though is it? It, 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 it isn't and I think many um, I think Barnsley in the past and definitely last season there was too much of that ah, but it's it's just these or these haven't won we tend to play better, and our results this season have been better against the better teams. Exeter came to Barnsley with 400 fans or four or 500 fans on, on Saturday and played also. And, and I know we weren't sort of like at the races, but they, they, they played us off the pitch. And if Barnsley are not on it, then, you know, anybody, well, look at Exeter, three goals and three good goals. They had three shots on goal. I think it was three, I can't remember. But, you know, and Barnsley had none. So it's not a foregone conclusion that, you know, that your, your league position means that you'll not win another because in this league, anybody can win anybody on any given day. And we love a trip to Morecambe because obviously being from in Yorkshire, love a, you know, we, we love a trip um, in the direction of any seaside. Um, but it's, it's, it's one of those grounds that you just want to go to. Well, unless like me, you're working where you want to go to. And where you can enjoy a really decent game of football with some really like-minded fans that, you know, there's no trouble. And I know lots, um, I saw this morning on the, um, on the club website that they've been able to hire another coach um, uh, for fans to go. I think there's a few tickets left for sale. I will presume they will be gone, depending obviously how we do, because we've got Bolton away on, uh, on, on Saturday. But it, it should be, it should be, um, it should be a really, really, uh, and it'll not be easy. It won't be easy. So, given our, our respective league positions, we are desperate for points. Of course, we are. What, what glimmers of hope, Carlo, can you give us that we can hurt you on Saturday? Where, where, where are Barnsley's weak spots, particularly at the back? Um, I've, I've, I think if you look at Barnsley's style of play, that you know we do press really, really high. And um, if you've got a pacey forward, even yesterday in the um, in, in 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 the Doncaster game, Barnsley, the first team, the under twenty threes, the under twenty ones, the under eighteens, the under sixteen, they all play the same style, the same formation. Because if players are going through the ranks and they can make their debut, they're playing in a formation in a style that they used to from sort of previous years. So even yesterday in, in, in the Pizza Trophy, second half they brought uh, George Smith on. Uh, no, sorry, George Miller, who, mm. who they bought from Barnsley um, last season, and bit of pace to get behind the defenders and it's that high ball over and it worked. It worked twice. So there is opportunities, you know, we have known that when everybody, when we are pressing and we're pushing further forward and further forward and we do lose the ball, then a quick ball over the top has reaped rewards 
for others. Um, and, and, and with three at the back, if they do it really quick, that leaves spaces, especially down both wings. And, and that's how Exeter exploited us on Saturday. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's not a foregone conclusion that, you know, this is going to be another one of those matches because for any team, isn't it? For any team, there is, there is ways of, of, of getting beyond them. And, and for Morecambe, you get a decent result against Burton, you'll be on a high. So it's, it's difficult, isn't it? It's very, very difficult to, um, to sort of say. But definitely, I think Barnsley like to go forward. They like to press high. Undoubtedly, as you know, that will leave gaps at the back that can be exploited if you've got anybody with a little bit of pace. Well, I look forward to, to, to welcoming the, the Tykes to Mizzou. It's our first ever league encounter, isn't it, between the, the two sides? Well, we've had cup, cup, cup games against each yep. other in years gone by, but first time we've been playing, well, I suppose, on, on, on an equal footing. So from our point of view, we are delighted that yet another big side, former championship club, is, is coming to the Mazuma. As far as, as you've alluded to there, Carlo, you've, you've got to be careful and, and you've got to switch on and, and, and kind of get the job done in that way. Yeah, and, and don't forget, you know, we were in the championship, but we weren't worthy of the championship because we played shocking. We lost loads of matches. We didn't get enough points, so we were relegated. So League One standard is what we play at the moment. And I think, um, you know, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a decent following, which is really, really good. But in the end, it's two, it's two, it's two League One teams. You've got the home advantage and uh, you know, I just look to I look forward to a really entertaining match and people to go home and say really enjoy that, whether that be you know your fans or our fans, and and let it be an advert for League One football. Hopefully, and uh, we haven't won at home in the league so far this season. So fingers crossed, we can pull off a, a bit of a result next Saturday. Uh, Carly, you've got all sorts of animals evidently in your house. Oh, the dog's the latest you. one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, just... lab, the, the Labradoodle is looking at me because. Next door neighbour are doing some work and you don't like people walking through our garden. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time uh, and coming on our podcast. Really appreciate it. Really looking forward to the game as well. Just before you go, give us uh, a couple of predictions then, if you can. Firstly, uh, our game on Saturday. And uh, can you get back into the championship at the first time of asking? It's going to be difficult, isn't it, given the the calibre of sides elsewhere in the division? Definitely. I think the last question first, um, you know, we've got two long-term injuries at the moment. Luke Thomas was definitely the player of the season so far. He's a huge miss because he is he was providing the service for the goals, so somebody else has to sort of stand up and do that now. Um, listen, you get a decent result against Burton. You're, the Fed is going to be up, isn't it? You know, you can't wait for that next match because it, it only takes one match to start to go on some sort of run. Um and I think for Barnsley, um, our home form needs looking at and, and needs to sort of like improve. So I would be happy if if we don't lose and we just keep, the, you know, that we, we keep the points coming in and then start winning at home a few more matches as well. Because I tend to work every other Saturday when we're away and I'd like to see him at home on the win at home on a consistent basis. So um, I'll 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 go for a I'll go for a one one, and uh, I'll back Devante Cole because. He had a shocking season last season. Uh, he's now our sort of like main striker and I'd, I'd like him to get another one and keep his confidence up and all. I can remember the Vanty from, uh, from from his Fleetwood Town days, of course, not too far away uh, yeah. from here. So what about your promotion prospects then, Carlo? Can you get in that top six mix? It's very difficult to get in the top two, of course, in League One, but the playoffs are, I suppose, all to play for. Yes, um, I, I think, you know, after Christmas, we'll have, a, we'll have a decent idea. I think Michael Duff... I think the board don't expect, but think that we are good enough to to be in the playoff mix. Um, but it's funny because you know 
a couple of injuries. We're already very thin, sort of like up front. Um, suspensions, injuries. I tell you, from and, and not many Barnsley fans will like this. I think actually, listen, if we get to the playoffs, absolutely fantastic, and I'll back them to go up. But if we don't make it, I think the more important thing at stake is the relationship between the club and the fans, and that's improving. And as long as that keeps going up, as long as we stay in this division and don't get relegated again, which I don't think there's any danger of, I think that's a really important one as well because they lost a lot of fans and they're doing a lot of hard work bringing them back on board. So maybe a successful season would be a really good season in League One, but having having the fans back on board and back believing in the club because that's really important for the future of this club as well because the club is the only thing the town's got. We've just opened a new Cine world. I'm not so bothered about that. It's all about the football. So um, when the club's doing well, the, the town is a nice place to live in. Yeah. I think that's the same anyway you go, isn't it? The, 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 your football club, whether you're into football or not, your football club is the heartbeat of any local community. So yeah. uh, if, if you're on the up in that regard, then I suppose you're halfway there, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. And I think for a town like Barnsley, surrounded by all these, you know, massive cities like Leeds, which is 20 miles up the road. Um, you've got Sheffield, you've got the two clubs there. Um, you know, Huddersfield's not far away, all playing in higher divisions. It's 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 important for Barnsley to establish them, for the club to establish themselves as, as looks like the heartbeat of the town. And when there's success on the pitch, that always brings success off the pitch as well, with more people sort of like going to Ogwell, putting money into the club. Uh, they do a lot of charitable work. I was there on Saturday when they backed our hair crime campaign, which was absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, like I say, the, the relationship is, is getting back to where it was. Still some work to be done, but the club are aware of that. And I think if, if, if fans start to believe in the club again, uh, that's really important because we, you know, we want this football club to continue to exist in this town, despite the owners all being from abroad and, and maybe not all of them having an exact idea of what the club means to us because a Barnsley fan, their relationship with the club or a Morecambe fan relationship with their club is completely different than a Chelsea or a Liverpool or a Man United. It matters to us far, 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 far more. And I think that's that's a lesson that, you know, that these, these new owners are learning, don't get me wrong, um, but then I also sometimes think to learn it, you need to be here and you need to taste it, don't you? So let's let's see what the season brings. Great words, Carla. Thanks so much for chatting to us today. Really appreciate it. Just before you go, give us the uh, sales pitch uh, one more time. Where can we find the Reds report? Um, so the Reds report on Twitter, it's at Reds report underscore. Uh, you'll see us on there. And uh, yeah, it's weekly episodes that uh, that we record, audio only, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> uh, and I'll make sure the next one we record that Dougie the Labradoodle is not involved and the budget is quieter as well. Oh, it all adds to the mix, doesn't it? Uh, Carla, <laughs> thanks so much. Uh, good luck for the season. I, 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 I would imagine you're going to be in and in the mix, in the mix at least. I would, I would, I would imagine. Sure I, I think that's the aim, and and that's where we're getting at the moment. So yeah, all is good. Carl, great to chat. Uh, Good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday, of course, and hopefully we'll speak to you uh, next time. Definitely. Cheers, mate. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.